You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, uh, we're we're live. Stop with your uh, jokes about uh, uh, child murder. Oh, we got to stop now. <laughs> you got to stop. You got to stop because you're going to cost us sponsor money with all your edgy comedy. Yo, how lame is it when people use edgy as the, as if it's the biggest insult in the world? I think it's a compliment. It's 100% a compliment. Who wants what's the alternative to edgy? Safe? Okay, well then by virtue of that, edgy is obviously better. Edgy is lit. Edgy is 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 with the real shit. Don't be lame. It doesn't even got to be Everyone's sm- got to stop being lame. It doesn't even got to be smart for me. I'll take edgy where it's just, you know, diarrhea swastikas or say, you know what I mean? I don't even give a fuck if it's funny or smart or whatever. It's just give me something that's not corporate pablum you know what i mean like anything listen welcome to another episode of of muller she wrote <laughs> uh you know that i have my future stepson uh sing murder she wrote murder she <laughs> what is that it's the uh plies uh uh shakademus and uh uh pliers uh uh you know the song it's oh, oh it's a fucking brilliant song uh, mud. I don't know if I know you sounded a little like Morrissey. No, no, no. That's just cause I'm trying to be Jamaican. That's how fucking bad my accents are. Um, let's see. Mur- you, you know, the song and we try to get, <clears throat> we try to get a new part of it every night. It's not easy. It's fucking hard mm. song. Hold on. Uh, people, people out here want it. Oh, hold on. You can hear that. that I can never understand like what a, you can hear, what you can't. Grow, I could kind of hear okay, it. Okay. Wait for it. Here's what it is. Tell me if you recognize this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait for it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so, uh, hold on. Here it comes. I've been around skinheads. <laughs> brilliant song. Um, what are you talking about? What, what's going on? I just, I had to, uh, that was our music minute. I said, I've been around skinheads. I've heard this song before. No, before that, what were you saying? You were off on one. You were about to, you were about uh, to expose the cleanse. Ebro X candy. Oh. We're talking about anti-racist baby. <laughs> what's up with the anti-racist baby? The anti-racist baby got canceled. <sighs> RIP to that baby. What's that mean? Does that mean Listen. does that mean the racist baby wins? <laughs> I mean, this is our time to pitch our show, Racist Baby. Oh fuck. Uh did you see, did you get my pitch for a movie idea? I think you'd like it. Hold on. Let's let's, let's go through our conversations. Uh I, I never know what time it is when I'm texting you. The pitch is that I'm going to Vegas till Tuesday. Can you record tonight? No. My pitch is <clears throat> It's it's American Psycho, but it's about 
a guy who's on, he, he's an improv guy who's on like an SNL type show. Mm. And he's just hollowed out inside from his cringe life. <laughs> the Pete Davidson show. And he has to get, yeah, he has to get recognized by cringe people and pretend that he, that, that he's like proud of what he does, even though he's just basically state media. Um, he has to be will, willingly dishonest on the TV for money. It's, I think it's a strong idea. American Psycho SNL. Uh, I mean, we could just save the money and follow Pete Davidson around. Yeah, it's true. It could just be a documentary about Pete Davidson, which is not far away, probably. Oh, it's definitely going to happen, but it's going to it's going to put him in a positive light. Where it's like it'll, it'll be like him shaking Hillary Clinton's hand and like like flirting with her in like a comedic way, and then like you know. <clears throat> Uh, him, him. It'll be like real time footage of him posting a black square on his Instagram. You know what I mean? <laughs> it'll just be all the shit that you would expect from a dude who doesn't think. And it's just going to be that documentary. It'll be like, yeah, I think it'll be like yeah. following around anybody's cousin. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, guy who smokes weed, but for whatever reason has a lot of money. <laughs> And uh, f- fucks beyond way above his weight. <laughs> uh, so the, a thing that's important when hate when hating on Pete Davidson, which is a thing that I'll do any fucking opportunity, uh, it's important not to hate on him uh, being with attractive women. Do we have to do this every time we bring him? Well, up? I just think it's like there's too many people out there that that telegraph that they're like angry. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not angry at Pete Davidson. I'm just, I, I resent his existence on this planet. Not, it's different. No. Well, yeah, but I mean, the fact that we have to qualify that every time we, I'm sick of qualifying it. I don't care. <laughs> you just don't, you don't mind looking like a player hater. I don't give a shit. I'm, I mean, at, at the end of the day, there's still, there's at least a sprinkling of it in there. You know? There's no getting away from that. Yeah. It's it, we're player hating a little oh, bit. I, I, all right, fine. I'm fucking player hating, but I I just don't think I think that people make it about shit that I don't necessarily care about. Like he was with the uh, Ariana Grande. That's a good looking woman, but sure. But like, I, this is uh, no disrespect to Ariana Grande, to, uh, to my girlfriend, to anybody. There's a lot of beautiful women in the world. You don't got to be resentful of really anybody. That's like fucking for like kids, right? And then money. My, I could see being resentful of money for a longer amount of time in your life. I, I, I can get that because money woes can hit you anytime, right? So you could be bitter of somebody's money when you're 24 and you just want to be driving a cool car and pick up girls and shit. Or you can be jealous of somebody's money when you're 50 and you're like, oh, no, I'm closing in on retirement age and I got fucking nothing. Like, I, I'm going to be living in subsidized housing. Fuck. I get how money can be. I get that one. But that's not – I'm also not I, – I, I, I just – I always qualify this because I think that the things that people hate on Pete Davidson about are less important than the fact that he's not funny. Uh, That's how I'd put this. It's not that he doesn't deserve shit, which is a lot of people's angle. It's just that he's profoundly, cancerously unfunny. Period. Yeah. That's it. And also pretty, uh, pretty hideous. I, I don't give a fuck about that. Tattoos are cringe. Uh, people bring that up. I, I do. I can't. I, I don't. It like it, it fucks with my day when I have to look at him. You know what? A lot of people say that, but 
I kind of give a little respect to these guys that can persevere in uh, looks oriented businesses when they irritate a lot of people like Adam drivers, fucking monster, man. Like uh, uh, he's like his body makes me physically sick, but I'm happy. What? I think he's cool. He's like built. He's built in a terrible way. He's built. Like if I, you think he's built, like if I just worked my shoulders and then my neck, my neck got no bigger. (laughs) It's like a terrible fate, but here's the thing. I'm not even mad at that because he, he is working in a career that's looks focused. He's a weird looking guy and he's still making it work. So kudos to him. I'm, I'm to me, it's all about, are you the one thing that you're supposed to be good at? Are you good at? No, then get the fuck off my fucking television screen. I mean, especially like, I mean, I think obviously when hating on Pete Davidson, people, the, the immediate place you go is that, is that you're like jealous of all, of all the hot women he's fucking. I will just say as someone who frequently wanders aimlessly through Runyon Canyon, I see about at least half a dozen women that are on par of attractiveness with Ariana Grande almost every day. So, so that's the thing. That, that's my point is I guess if, I guess if we lived in Tuscaloosa and it just, the market was so thin. I mean, fuck it. If we lived in New York, (laughs) if we lived in ugly, decrepit New York, uh, where every, everybody, male and female wears the same pair of pants. Uh, (laughs) if we lived in that dump, then I could get it. But yes, you're correct. There are beautiful people in a lot of places. No, you don't got to walk around. This is to our listeners too, because we got some bitter goblins in our listenership. Not as many as I thought, but we got some bitter goblins. The I think I think there are a lot of people who were bitters. This is not just our listenership, but overall, I think there were bitters that have kind of chilled out. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, I get. I, I, I've been getting more and more DMS or, or emails from people that are just kind of like, Hey, I, I used to hate on you, man. I'm sorry about that. Uh, bad period in my life. You, <laughs> it's like, Oh, okay, yeah. okay. All right. Well, uh, we all got bad periods in our, in our lives. Maybe I'll look back on my time hating on Pete Davidson and go, Oh yeah, I, I was really out of sorts, <laughs> but I doubt it. So the, but the thing is, I think a lot of people are, uh, kind of reaching different stages of their life and are maybe less online too, you know, and th- that, sh- that yeah. shit is better for you. No doubt. Although, no uh, although doubt. the, the, uh, Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial has brought me back to the internet. Really? Yeah. We're still, still talking about that. I was one? living in a yurt, no contact with, uh, no, 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 I couldn't even get a text. And then, uh, a Sherpa came by with uh, news of this, uh, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, uh, the cross examination, and I said, "Oh shit!" And I, uh, <laughs> I trekked the t- three hundred miles to the outback uh, t- to uh, reach a, a net cafe, and now I'm reading about it. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, look, it was this the, the the entire news cycle is just. It's all it's all shooting stuff, and I don't want to torture our, our listeners with that shit. So let's just not even. I don't even want. To, we can. We, you want to talk, I'll talk about fucking John John Depp. <laughs> uh, the shooting stuff. Yeah, let's. I don't even think we're ducking it if we just go. There's not a lot of humor to mine. 
You know no, I mean? it's just, I think it's just being honest. We can probably, there's like nothing darker. Well, here's the thing. I thought I had a good joke, but, uh, it's probably not worth it. And also, uh, this is not a moratorium on joking about that tragedy because there's people that are funnier than Eric and I who can do that. Uh, I just, I don't think any of ours would land. <laughs> No, nah, probably not. I think it would be a bad week for us. But pretty odd. Pretty, pretty. It would be in bad taste, and yeah, the the humor wouldn't be there enough for people to be like, all right. Yeah, you got to land. Yeah, like you, you, you got to land. You got to. You, yeah, there's got to be some. There's got to be enough skill to pull it right. off. Like fifty one percent of people have to find you funny, or I'll just say even forty eight. Yeah. And, and if there's anything that people who know this podcast know is that we're not that funny. Not that funny. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's part of the charm, but it's also it's just it is you gotta we gotta acknowledge that and live in it and know what, what what's up. <laughs> Understand your limitations. That's a good uh, lesson for life in so many ways. We've been doing this podcast for a long time, and someone actually someone asked me. How how do we survive while so many of the uh, of the mid tier podcasts fall off? How do we keep it going? Oh. Because be- I'm not, and that's not a question of like how do we keep the podcast alive. It's like what we have maintained a consistent quality, kind of. <laughs> no, you know what it is? We no. no, 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 no. Hang on, hang on, hang on. We've we've maintained a consistent quality. The effort has degraded significantly, but I think the podcast is still strong. Uh, I mean, I think we're strong. I think we're strong as hell. We're we we're steamrolling over Mueller. She wrote, "Is that that is real, right?" Yes, it is, and I think it's still. I think it's like an active podcast. Well, okay, well here's how people. I've got uh, the answer for how we're able to keep going because we're not like you know Fauci's heroes or or, or the Mueller report <laughs> we're able it's not like uh you know it, uh, it's not like we're reading the steel dossier week by week it's uh it, it's dynamic it moves enough that uh, we're not married to any specific moment and when things get edgy maybe you and I can go the other way and make this like a fucking uh, chapo trap house uh, progressive comedy thing or whatever I don't even, I've never once listened to No, it was up. described to uh, me as progressive comedy, and I said, LOL, no such thing. Yeah, I said, get that shit the fuck away from me. Hang on. Yeah, M- Mueller, she, so I don't know if it's still, wait, is it a podcast? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yo, how bleak is this world? Uh, <laughs> isn't the name itself a joke? Like I can, I can understand in the moment when the Mueller report, whatever that, that like captivated the world for like nearly two whole fucking years. Right. So I can understand cashing in on that and doing a podcast, but yo, we are so beyond that moment and looking back on that moment, it's like, geez, really fucking missed the mark with that shit. Can like, they should delete this pod. They should delete the whole thing. It's embarrassing. (laughs) I think they should put it in the embarrassing. No, listen, I'm the guy who thinks that we should hang on to civil war, uh, Confederate statues because I believe that history isn't about, <gasps> it isn't about putting our best, 
uh, it's not about celebrating our best. It's about, it's about, uh, uh, recognition of the past. Right. So, Oh, I think that the, this shit is, <laughs> Oh, this shit is such a grift. <laughs> I think that the Mueller report or the Mueller, whatever it, it is, uh, that should be on display so people can say, Oh yes. What, what fools we can be as people. I mean, you know what? I'm not even like, Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'm. I don't. I don't feel like doing this shit. I mean, like, I, I don't feel like explaining. Fucking. What, what do we? What do we call it? Uh, uh, Russia Gate or any of that shit. I'm not. I'm not. We're not doing that. It's twenty two. It's twenty fucking twenty two. We're not talking about fucking the Mueller report. You know, All I'm gonna say is I'm. I'm looking at their fucking their website and whole. It's yo. Know, it's just the Lincoln Project, right? It's just yes. like the word. The word grifter gets thrown around a lot, where it's kind of like lost meaning in a lot of but ways there, but there is the consultant class and media class around politics are that you just can't even find another word it's just grift yeah that's just what it is and like they're so like when that when when a couple of weeks ago or was it two weeks ago or three weeks ago when when the, the the leaked memo came out about roe v wade getting overturned like that was a moment where a lot of people were like, holy fuck, like the, if like the Democrats can't protect this shit. And what's the first thing the Democrats did? They just send out people that are on, they send out emails that are to people that are on their newsletter that are just like, we could really use your support right now. Any amount will do. And it's like, yo, is this like, what is this? Like you, like all they want is your money. So, I've been truly shocked at the people that are flipping on Democrats. Now, when it yeah, tell me when more. it comes time at the polls, maybe it'll be different. But the bluest of blue people that I know are fed up and are just see the Democrats as a dead end. That that is a really wild turn of events. I did, so I did not anticipate that. I thought that people that that thought that way would think that way until they were in the grave. But yeah, people are, people are, people are uh, de- defecting a little bit. <laughs> well, everyone, everyone has their list. Listen, everyone has their own timeline. You, you, you bailed on, on the Dems maybe four years ago at this point. I would say probably about two years ago for me. So now this is, you know, this is the, this is the, this was the moment that the, that a lot of the, the libs needed. And now it's like, I don't even know who's, who's left in the camp. Honestly, it's must be true. It's either you're in on the grift or like, you're really, you're like WWE level fan dumb. Can I tell you people are, are actually, they hold on to the fact that I voted for Jill Stein. Did you know there's like, you didn't vote for Jill Stein. <laughs> I think I did. Didn't I? I thought you didn't vote for anybody. No, that well, I voted one of the years that Obama ran. And I think I voted for Jill Stein. <laughs> wait, wait, so I voted, hold on. I voted twice in my life. Uh, once when I- Walter Mondale. <laughs> and, and Ross Perot. Yeah, that's exactly right. I voted twice in my life. Uh, I think one of them would have been 2012, right? Or was that 2016? 2012, 2012. 2012 was Obama Romney. Okay, maybe I voted for Stein in that one. Or did I vote for Stein? Binders full of women. Did- <laughs> oh, God. 
positively quaint now. <laughs> Binders full of women. Uh, no, maybe it was Jill Stein 2016. When were people? Jill Stein ran in 2016. When were people mad at me? <laughs> They're always mad at you. I don't remember. Anyway, I'll vote for Jill Stein again. I don't give a fuck, everybody. I'll vote for Jill Stein. I'll vote third party. I don't give a shit. I love a third party. I mean, look, I will say, I mean, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but like, yo, that, that abortion being on the table shit is gonna, is it's gonna work on people. It like, like, I don't know. I'm still swaying in the breeze. I mean, like if that shit, I don't know. It's not, it's not to say I'm a one issue voter necessarily, but that's like a pretty big one. Well, I think that I'm going to take the position, uh, that, on that matter, you could almost be a one-issue voter because you could see it as it, it, uh, representative of of other values that you hold. Sure. So in that respect, I, I could understand someone being a one-issue voter on that. I just – not to get boring as fuck. We talked about the Roe v. Wade thing. But the fact that it hinges on a privacy concern and not on body autonomy uh, because body autonomy isn't – uh, enshrined in the Bill of Rights, but or in the Constitution, neither, nor is uh, privacy. But privacy is uh, an inferred right, right? right? Uh, I think, I think that people that are big into abortion rights need to explore this shit in a real way. Like uh, all I'm hearing is kind of like a dummy version of this argument, where it's, I think that women should have the right to terminate a pregnancy. Therefore. I think that the constitution should be changed. And, so, and it's like, well, okay, that, uh, that's a fine view to hold. But when we're talking about the mechanics of government, where everything comes back to an interpretation of the constitution, you, you need to put your argument on, on solid ground. Right. And I just don't feel like there's, I, I, I just think it's a, a fascinating thing because the deeper I go into the Roe v. Wade thing and trying to understand the, the actual ruling, the clearer it is that everybody that says Roe v. Wade is broken and shouldn't exist, those people are right. It's not a strong legal argument, and apparently scholars have said that since the fucking beginning. It kind of, it it, it kind of is really shaky. And if there needs to be some other ground to put that on, which I think most of our listeners would think, yeah, there is plenty of solid ground to put that on, and we could find f- three different ways to interpret the Constitution to uh, have that be the law of the land. You need to get on it because this privacy thing is not going to hold. So like, I don't think that this is going to stay the way it is, but I think that this argument is going to continue to come up until somebody uh, finds an angle that uh, holds water for constitutional scholars, uh, for for people that actually know this shit, because none of them think that this is good. Like like, the most fascinating thing on, on reading about this is that there's people who are staunch abortion rights advocates and activists out in the fucking streets who think that Roe v. Wade on its own merits is a faulty argument. And that's part of the reason that they're still in the streets is because they, they knew that this was coming because this, it, it, it's such a broken ruling. So I don't know. I I've been, I'm on, I'm in my history kick right now, Eric. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm fascinated by this, uh, kind of how, people are sitting at home going, I want it this way and not understanding that there's, well, you know, sadly there's a, a, a quite a bit of uh, 
the legal finessing or finessing to go on here. And and you kind of got to bring your, your a game. And I'm, I'm with all that, you know, it's just, to me, it's like, I mean, there's no way to talk about this without talking about the Democrats, right? Because they're the, the, the only political major political party that like you have any real shot of them defending abortion rights with. And it's just like, yo, I don't think this is the problem with the democratic party as it currently stands is like, I don't think they actually have any values. I don't think they actually want to do anything. I think they want to be a conduit for which you desire certain things <laughs> and they can champion them and then, and then not give them to you because they can give them to you right now. And they won't yes. because they want them on the table because they want you to have a reason to vote for them on the Republican side. It's interesting because I think as we talked about maybe two episodes ago that, Yo, most Republicans are not, well, I don't know if it's most, but many, many, many Republicans are not in the pro-life camp. They, they don't really have at all. Uh, It's a complete, and it's just, what are they, it's like, they are the dogs that caught the car. You know what I mean? And it's like, they, they have to shit or get off the pot and it's like, you're going to shit, but you're also shitting on yourselves. Yes. Uh, caught the car. Now what do I do? Exactly right. Like they don't want this. The, the, uh, what you'd call the like, uh, party regulars of the, of the, uh, Republicans do not want this. It's only the kind of the mad dogs on the fringes, uh, typically religious people in the party that, that are taking this and trying to get any real headway with it. I think every I think regular Republicans are deathly afraid of this and for good reason. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's it's just a shitstorm all around. It's really like you know, some, some, I mean, I don't really know enough to necessarily say this isn't true. The way it's sort of been narrativized, as I understand it, is that there's a certain segment of the right that's been pushing for this sort of thing for a long time, and they've been doing it through the judicial branch. You know, um, McConnell and Trump just slamming the courts with conservative judges, putting three new conservative judges on the Supreme court. Like this is sort of like a right wing op that is like decades in the making. And it's like, it's interesting because it's not, it's interesting to see like, like, like when this op began, let's say that sort of Christian right was more of the dominant sort of, uh, thing in the Republican party or the American right over time. It's kind of dissipated or become outnumbered by the sort of more, not as, you know, not as pro-life right wing. And now, but this, this, this sort of strain has now come to fruition at a time when the Republican party is not dominated by that ilk 
And now it's like, it's, it's a real weird fracturing and it looks like it's going to happen. And yeah, it's going to hurt them. But also, you know, these, these people, you know, I mean, we're looking at a conservative court, uh, possibly for the rest of our lives, you know, like, I mean, uh, at least until maybe when we're old, things will change up. But like, you know, these, these new justices are young. They're in their, they're in their early fifties. They're going to be on that court for another fucking 30 fucking years. So you're looking at a, a solidly conservative judicial branch, which is interesting. Yeah. I mean, where does, what does this mean for Kevin Spacey's case? I mean, we, we, so we brought it up last time, him or Hillary, who has more bodies. You see, he's getting hit with three more. The, the, the one that I find so interesting, I just read about it a few minutes ago. It's a British law, so I don't have much understanding of it, but the phrasing is bizarre. Hold on. Uh, listen to this phrasing. Sorry to our listeners that are sensitive. Uh, sorry to our listeners who have been, uh, assaulted by, uh, Kevin Spacey. Um, Oh, it's gone because everybody died today. Fuck. Uh, oh, here it is. Okay, so one of the charges is um, causing a person to engage in penetrative sexual activity without consent. It, it, I mean, that is quite on the nose. <laughs> I mean, that just sounds like rape to me. Am I am I fucking insane? <laughs> or is that like I don't really? Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. But I don't think they're using that language. It's. Uh, I don't understand the the charges really. Um, do you think? Do you think Spacey he gets on that like this shit like this happens? He gets on the phone. He gets on like a on a four way like phone conference. It's him, Hillary, John Podesta, and and Bill, and they're all just like. And he's just like, can we just, you know, can something happen? Can there like. You know, can 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 a can maybe like a bomb go off? You know, maybe maybe like maybe maybe a Russian bomb goes off in in Belarus that picks up the new. Like, can we just do something? Like, can like I, I mean, I would love it if we could just if we could just like you know, you know, suicide maybe some of these people. And Hillary goes, Kevin, you know, it's uh, people are getting kind of wise to the suicide thing, man. I yeah, I would love to make it happen for you, and I'm not saying we can't, but it's you got to understand. Yeah, it's a little tricky these days. It's not like the 90s, man. Uh, I do think that that happens. I do think that has happened. <laughs> I just want to point out that I'm staring at a photo of Kevin Spacey staring back. So it's a photo clearly taken of him uh, kind of at probably some red carpet event or whatever, but he's it's a close-up, and he's staring directly at the photographer with his kind of like half smile eyes narrowed and because he was looking at the photographer he's now looking directly at me and he sees you if this dude was uh you know molesting fellas or or, or, or raping guys i I, uh, I do not condone that behavior okay good clarification this fella is such a good actor man <laughs> I, i'm looking at him and i'm going oh yeah this guy's fucking good bro I mean, this guy's good. How many good, right? Yeah. How many good actors can you name? Less than 20. I guarantee it. Definitely less than 20, maybe 10, maybe still working. Cause I, cause I put dudes like Gene Hackman in there. Gene Hackman's my all time, but like, let's say, let's say all time. 
I, I, it's wow. the, cl- the only time I've come close to crying watching an actor is not because the performance was sad. It's uh, because he was portraying something sad. It's because the performance was so good. I was getting fucking, I was, it, it was like, it was probably like how some sports people watch uh, certain athletes and just like, they get this feeling that wells up in them. They're like, Oh my God, what am I watching? You know what I mean? And <clears throat> that's how I feel about Gene Hackman. But that's how you feel about Superman too. That's how I feel about it. when I watch Superman too. The whole time, <laughs> isn't isn't it, that's the one he's in, yeah. right? Uh, okay. It, so, <laughs> I, or is he in Superman one? He might be in Superman one actually. Maybe it's one. I well, it, one um, and then one no, and then he Kevin Spacey. One and then he breaks out of jail in two actually. Um, okay, so uh, great actor. Fuck man, do we not? Do, is it impossible for us to just celebrate excellence? I mean, people take a big issue with the rape. And but like, I can condemn rape and still celebrate excellence, <laughs> right? These two things, they don't. Well, listen, you walk into any fucking you know Target on any given day, and you're almost like ninety percent chance you're going to hear a Michael Jackson song, and you can buy a copy of. Uh, uh, a, a copy of uh, the uh, Blackjack movie that he's in for uh, $14. All right. Pretty, pretty have good you deal. Se- have this you seen that I movie? Say, it's good movie. Is, I have not seen it. But this is that's why I say music is always – music to me is the is the primary art form because it's easy to it's, – it's, it's easy to not come in contact with anything Kevin Spacey, especially these days. But like if you're in a Target – and fucking and 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 thriller comes on who do you want to be who's the person that you would rather be around the 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 beautiful young uh person who who starts moonwalking and says oh fucking this song rocks or the guy who's like oh, can't believe they're playing did this. you hear can't believe they're playing this. can't believe they're ugh, can't believe they're playing this no no one wants to hear that shit they want to dance to thriller exactly but uh, Michael Jackson accused of some pretty heinous things, never convicted, but still is out there, and one can see why. Not condemning Jacko of anything. Remember when? Remember when he was alive? Everyone called him Jacko. Yeah, it was weird. It was fun. This <laughs> kid feels so. I feel like Jay Leno saying that. <laughs> you see, uh, Jack Jacko's back out there. Oh, yo! Did you did you watch that Pam and Tommy thing? We talked about it. You watched it. Yeah. Okay, so I liked it. I liked it. you know most everybody's performance in it. Uh, the Jay Leno that they got, and yeah, atrocious, and also like a horror to <laughs> behold. They had to do all this makeup on the, on this guy, and it looks. I mean, listen, I was trying to explain Jay Leno to my girlfriend. I was like, "Do you have any cultural context for this?" Because we're watching the show together, and she's like, "Not really, maybe a little." And I and I said, <laughs> "Okay, so check it out." institution that dude looks this portrayal looks weird it looks uh kind of uh i don't even know kind of kind of like a one of those google uh ai paintings where you kind of don't know what you're looking at you know and yeah and uh you're looking at one of those of this man's face because this man's face in reality is so strange that not even the best makeup artists and visual effects people in in hollywood can recreate it it's 
We can't find anyone who looks enough like Correct. him. Correct. It's so fucking <laughs> weird. Uh, the movie, but you know what? I, I mean, he, he has a big chin. He has a weird, doughy, fat head with a big chin. That's true. But I do feel like they did too much with with this actor. You know what I mean? Like, I, and I think, and and remember that movie, Late Night from the nineties. Yes. They that the guy who plays Jay Leno in that, a great actor actually. He's in uh, River's Edge. Um, it's just like it's such a caricature, and it's like. Oh. I know that Jay Leno is weird looking. He's weird looking and he sounds weird. But anytime anyone's ever done a fictionalized version of him, it's so exaggerated. And if I was Jay Leno, I'd be like, come on, guys. That's <laughs> not, not that big. Oh, hold on. I want you now. Are you at a computer? Yeah. I want you to, uh, you don't use DuckDuckGo, so you might get some. Inc- I do use okay, DuckDuckGo. Okay. So type in Jay Leno into the images searches for DuckDuckGo. Yes. Stand by. Let's see. I mean, Jay Leno, when I was, when my dad was a big Jay Leno stan. I had no idea anybody was a stan. The, um, my dad loved Jay Leno. I mean, he loved David Letterman too, my dad. But okay, so I just typed it in. Okay. Yeah. So do you see how in maybe a third of these photos, he's doing the uh, signature one corner of his mouth raised? Do, do, do you yeah. see it? Yeah. Imagine how many times you've got to do that in your life. Because check out the one. I'm wondering if you're looking at the same thing that I am. It's the first one from CNBC. The first one. Yes. Okay. So does that mean that directly below that you've got one from Closer Weekly or something like that? Actually, our screens might not be the same size. Fuck. Um, I'm going to send you this one where he's doing the face, but he is a hundred percent suicidal. I've seen people that want to take their own <laughs> lives. This dude is ready to end it. If it's the one from Closer Weekly, no, no, no. Is it that one? No, no, no. No, because he looks—he's not looking great. No, he in looks that like one. an alcoholic in that one. The one I just <laughs> sent you—he's ready to end it. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, his, he's, it's really dark around the eyes. That's a guy who's had to do the same face over and over again. He, it's like playing fucking, uh, uh, who's, who's the fellow that, <laughs> who's the cherry pie guy? The, uh, he, he, it's like that. Oh yeah. W- Warrant. Was that the band? Warrant. And how depressed yeah, that fella got. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, all of a sudden I'm the fucking cherry pie. You ever see the interview with him? Uh, it's so fucking funny. It's like on VH1. He's like, all of a sudden, everything's cherry pie. I'm the cherry pie guy. He's like, I, I could kill myself right in that fucking song. <laughs> it's great. Listen, Jay Leno. He he has a weird. He there's there's a weird warm spot in my in my in my heart for him just because my dad watched him so much and like he like. In the 90s, like that Tonight Show was like, I mean, if you were cool, you liked David Letterman. Yes. But I mean, if you were really cool, you liked Conan. I would, Conan, but Conan is the Conan one was me. New Jack. I could understand why somebody wouldn't even want to fuck with Conan because Conan to you was like, oh yeah, that's right in the lane. Conan showed up late. Like he was, a- he he was after all these guys. And no one knew who the fuck he was. He was a writer. I still don't. Wasn't like I a- still don't. His, uh, Conan is a psyop and here's how I can fucking prove it. He had no on-screen experience prior to being cast as the host of a late-night show. That does yeah, that weird. doesn't happen. And his his fucking credits are like uh, you know like Harvard or whatever. But it's uh, 
you get the distinct impression that his family's connected because there's no fucking way somebody goes, oh yeah, let's look through the idiots in the writer's room to find the next TV talent. No one has ever done that. Listen, you are not wrong at all, but he's funnier than all these fucking guys. I, I, I am, I am a Conan stan. I like. Conan. I'm. A, uh, I go uh, Letterman. I mean, at the end of the day, it's Arsenio. Let's let's be real. <laughs> okay, here. At the end of the day, it's Carson Daly. What did I say? We stand with the black community. It's it's all about Arsenio Hall. Uh, yeah, I'll always stand with the black community. <laughs> but Jay Leno is like. He really is an odd-looking dude. Why is his head so fat? See, in the same way that that Conan was a psyop, who thought that this man had a face for television? You know, Janie Lane is such a tragic figure, man. Who's that? The guy from Warrant. Oh. Wow, holy fuck. <laughs> Hang on, I'm sending you a picture of Jay Leno. Look at look at this. Oh my god. What do you think keeps him alive? I, I, I imagine having to talk about your fucking cars all the time. I mean, he's a big car no, guy. No, he's not. No. No, that's bullshit, man. <laughs> he's a rich guy. He he I got mean, into cars. He likes cars, but who wants to talk about cars all the fucking time? Do you see the photo I sent you? Yes, that's that's a man <laughs> who is uh, in the final stages of eating himself to death. <laughs> Yo, know, I, I think he like I think the Tonight Show is the only thing that 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 did it for him. And when they so he he gave it up for Conan and then took it back less than a year later and was on it for another like 3 years. Yeah, he <laughs> until he had to like all right, Jay, get the fuck out of here. So the th- thing that's craziest about him is that he continues to do stand up uh but the only place he does it <laughs> the only place he does it is so he's famous for doing good corporate gigs. He he he'll perform for like the Saudi royal family, the fucking Bear Stearns, <laughs> fucking, fucking Exxon uh, you know what I mean? He'll do whatever the fuck. Hang on, look, look at the photo and then read the read the caption with the photo. Okay, please. it's a it's a hideous caricature of Jay Leno, <laughs> of the type that uh, it's upsetting to look at. It looks like um, it's uh, who are the British guys? The British guys. Um, uh, sp- uh, sp- sp- splitting image. Is that right? Um, <laughs> they did the uh, Land of Confusion video. Do you know what I'm talking about? Look up the Land of Confusion video, please. <laughs> to me, he looks like a sleep paralysis demon. I mean, he looks hor- He looks weirdly bird-like. I don't like... Anyway, it's not a real photo of Jay Leno. I don't know what the fuck that is. Oh, no, it's not. But it's, it's not. attached to the news bit that says Jay Leno's wife claims he is an out-of-control racist. What does out-of-control racism mean? You're so deep into racism that you're, it's costing you money. Your family can't – your, my family's in trouble because I'm an out-of-control racist. <laughs> Would you please watch uh, – is it Splitting Image? I have, I have two tabs open. It's, it's Mueller, no. she wrote, and Jay Leno images. And now it's uh, with Land of Confusion, you said? Land of Confusion. Okay, it's Spitting Image. My my fault. I thought it was a play on words in some way, but it's Spitting Image. Um, 
It is. Uh, you don't remember this? It's uh, the f- Genesis Land of Confusion. Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. It's the music video. Yeah. I'm. I'm yeah. It does with the hideous characters. That was a. That was a. Yeah, that was a good pull. That's what it looks like. By the way, that's just a a, a terrible, terrible reference because it's at this point so fucking old. <laughs> like it's way old. Like they're making Reagan jokes in this shit, and I I, I am. Uh, I don't want you to be alarmed, but I'm killing myself after this podcast. <laughs> I don't want you to be upset. I don't, you know, just think about me warmly. I'm just old and it's time. That's fair. I mean, no one, you know, the fact that you, well, for your, for your girl referencing Jay Leno, her lack of uh, it's it's more of a cultural thing than it is an age thing, right? Because I believe her and I are the same age. Yeah, she, if she um, was in the United States, she'd probably have more familiarity with Jay Leno, but maybe not. It's like outside of the shit. But she maybe cares not. About, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think there's probably plenty of people my age, and and maybe even a little older, that are like, if you talk a bit about Jay Leno, they're like, oh yeah, I, I kind of like they they can picture him in their head, but like. They don't, you know, they, they wouldn't know who Kevin Eubanks is. No. Which is a shame. Kevin Eubanks was a solid, uh, a solid wingman. What do they call it? A sidekick? Uh, SS officer, I think. Right. He's a solid SS officer is what they say about him. He's a solid, uh, yeah, he was a solid, uh, Stasi, uh, uh Camp guard, guard is what they, they say. He's the solidest yeah. camp guard. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to figure out how Janie Lane died. Give me one second. Oh, alcohol poisoning at a comfort inn. Oof. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. That's a that's a level of darkness, man. Alcohol poisoning at a oh my god, at a comfort inn. Like not even at like the Beverly Hills Hotel They're or something. They're making a movie about him called Cherry Pie Guy. No. Mhm. No. Fuck. Think about this. If you kept drinking, this could have been you. (laughs) I mean, there's plenty of time. Here's the thing. Uh, You know, cherry pie. I mean, listen, when you're dead... You're dead. You, it doesn't really matter. Like it, to to you, the individual, whatever the soul, the person, whatever it is that exactly denotes who you are. You were you have either passed from the mortal coil onto another realm, or you cease to exist. I I don't know. It doesn't matter. But if the thing that brought you the most f- fame and success in life ultimately is what puts you in the grave and then for that legacy to continue to step on your soul after you're dead. Are they really making a movie called cherry pie guy? Oh, (laughs) that's so depressing. I mean, some people you got to embrace it as like, he should have been, you know, I mean, maybe it was just too sad for him, but like, you can, I don't know, like, 
Listen, I, I, it's it's I'm down a hole. Time makes fools of us all. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. So, I'm uh, doing the audio book for uh, Conquerors and Conquest, which, which is basically uh, Thomas Sowell, who is a black guy, so he's able to piss everybody off in this way. It's it's essentially his argument that there is uh, trade offs in human capital for. Uh, all of uh, histories for for all of like what we consider atrocities or whatever, there is uh, a fundamental good and bad, right? And so like, um, you know, it's it's the argument that uh, that it is undeniable that uh, colonization is for all of its horrors also raised everybody in those areas' uh, life expectancy by twenty years. Right. So like it, it's these, it's these really hard truths about, uh, history and, and the world. And particularly the part that's most interesting to me is, uh, how the, how the people that we perceive to be, uh, marginalized by virtue of, uh, colonization or, or, or some form of conquering or whatever, uh, we're typically engaged in the exact behavior on a local level. So like the people that we see as like, Oh, victims of history. We just remember them better. They were, they had previously victimized somebody else into non-existence. Right. So, so there's these, these just interesting, why does one thing get, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, notoriety throughout history to uh, versus something else that is uh, written out entirely. There's reasons for these things, but it's to your point what the, what the book and i would recommend it to anybody it's just a, a, a little interesting tome uh th- th- mm. there is a y- whatever view you hold now whatever thing you think is you're doing that is right or at least within the bounds of the current overton window of of uh, uh behavior time is going to time is going to illustrate that you are a fucking severe monstrous bigot and that's just what it is. There's no way around this. <laughs> you are you are trapped in your moment in history, which will be looked at as abominable in, 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 to people even 40 years in the future. I mean, how can you, like, imagine mentally having to deal with the fact that, you know, in, in a short amount of time, you could, in, you could, you could have been in a band like Warren and sell out stadiums until, and then just, just a short couple, you know, a a generation or two later, I don't think you could fill a 500 cap room. Like it's just, it's just one of those things, man. And I think honestly, if for, to hammer that home, so people to get an understanding of that, I think the mole, just to bring it full circle, the Mueller report stuff should be a great example. Yo, that was the most important thing for like two years yep. and now it looks foolish as yep. hell it's, it uh it looks like a profound waste of money <laughs> and and it was not that long ago that it should be very fresh in your mind and you should be able to look at that now and go huh that wasn't it huh maybe i shouldn't so so show so much hubris in my understanding of things and think i fucking know everything about the world because what you know right now in two years could be proven to be absolute fucking nonsense like COVID-19. Climate change. Um, <laughs> can I point out that we 
at our funniest, and this isn't just us, at, at Bill Cosby's funniest, he, he still isn't as funny as Wikipedia. Wikipedia, without Tell question, is the funniest resource on the internet. I'm reading the Wikipedia article for Dog Eat Dog. That's not the band, not mm. the band, the the warrant record from 1992. Yeah. Now, it talks about this. It has. Uh, wait, wait, not 92? 92. Wow. Wait. So were people people were still into that? Like that's post Nirvana at that point. Well, this is the record. So Cherry Pie was 1990. Uh, right. 92. This is the record that even though it went gold, I've seen this anecdote many times and it's in this Wikipedia as well. Uh, Janie Lane discovered that a large framed photo or poster of Warrant had been removed from the foyer in Columbia Records and had been replaced with a poster of Alice in Chains. And he says mm. at this moment, according to Lane, he realized that the proverbial writing was on the wall. Um, wow. So fuck, which is really interesting. But my friends that work in music in, in a big, big boy capacity, they say that it's real, that, that bands expect posters of them and shit like that, because they see it as some type of indicator and where they stand with the label and all this, whatever. I just want to read this to you. The song Bitter Pill, which was the second single, featured an operatic interlude performed in German by the Moron Fish and Tackle Choir. The makeshift choir consisted of security guards, engineers, janitors, and others who were available or near at the time of recording. The song features two different music videos, one of the one with the album version of the song featuring the whole band in the video and one with an acoustic version of the song with only Janie Lane in the video. The video for this acoustic version was shot solely outside of the St. Vincent de Paul Church located at 621 West Adams Boulevard in South Los Angeles at the intersection of West Adams and Figueroa. The Popeye's restaurant seen across the street in the video still still exists today. <laughs> that is why Wikipedia is unbeaten. The Popeye's restaurant seen across the street still exists today. Should I go there? I feel like that's that's probably not far from where we You got to honor it. <clears throat> no, that's a, I f- yeah, I feel like I should go and like and like take a knee in front of it. Yeah, you should you should take a knee. And people will think you're doing a Kaepernick and you can say, no, I'm doing a Janie Lane. I'm doing a Janie Lane. Show some fucking respect, you motherfuckers. I mean, it's, yeah, dude. Fuck. I mean, there's that great moment in that Pam and uh, Pam and Tommy show where he, uh, where they're playing outside of Tower Records, like one of their new songs. And like they, you know, Tommy Lee glances over and just sees the kids wearing flannel and realizes, wow, they think I'm lame. Yeah, except they played that up so that every kid was wearing the shirt of a major label alternative act. So two two yeah, was- kids were wearing Rage Against the Machine shirts. One kid was wearing like a Pearl Jam shirt. One, it was, it was too much. Where you're like, yo, I yeah. I was there. People just wore shirts, you know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like it was just occasionally people wore shirts. Uh, people people wore OJ innocent, shirts. right? Speaking of which, uh, I think I'm hiring somebody to do our Marge twerking uh, uh, shirt. <laughs> this is a real. This is a real. I thing guarantee you, we will make more money on Marge twerking than we will make on any aspect <laughs> of this podcast. It's, it's, I mean, I mean, listen. It's not like there's a high bar. We lost Patreon subscribers from your most recent uh, <laughs> year. Uh, <laughs> Everybody, go to Patreon now. 
<sighs> patreon.com slash worst possible timeline you can go there and, and you and you uh you get uh uh daily affirmations from pat kinlan the most recent one featured your feet and we lost subscribers <laughs> <laughs> i'm not kidding i'm not Welcome. kidding <laughs> listen <laughs> go to our patreon uh and uh, subscribe and you get uh, acute alcohol poisoning uh, and you die at a com- you die at a comfort inn in Woodland Hills. Comfort inn. <laughs> oh, God, that's so fucking tragic. I can't like, man. He, the best he could do was a comfort a inn. A comfort inn in his own town. So like, oh. it, it, Woodland oh. Hills is still within like the Los Angeles area, right? So like, sure. Uh, why are you even at a, a, a comfort in unless you're, I mean, you're probably smoking crack cocaine would be my guess, but he uh, died of acute alcohol poisoning. That's really sad, man. <sighs> yeah. It's fucking tragic. I mean, I don't know. Think about going from, I don't know. From, Cause they recorded that, uh, that uh, doggy dog record in probably 1991. And they recorded it right after cherry pie was big. And they recorded it in Tampa. So I want you to think about this guy getting blown through Tampa. Just like, like he can't, he can't go into any establishment because it's just like women are uh, kind of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 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 Extrapolating his, his genitalia and just slobbing on him. Right. And he can't go anywhere. He's just getting blown, blown, blown to fast forward 20 years. And you're, you're vomiting, your insides across a uh, like a a floral duvet at the fucking Comfort Inn in Woodland Hills. Yeah. I mean, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you listen, you gotta have, you gotta have like a, you know, you gotta have a good sense of humor. You gotta have good perspective. Like, at any mo- I mean, you should realize by the time you're, I don't know, 25, that like, yo, a- everything is fucking temporary, you know? Like all, all, everything is fleeting, you know? When you're in the good times, when you're in a good moment in your life, fucking appreciate yes, that shit. 100%, yes. And if you're, if you're lucky enough to, be, honestly, I say this with, with no, with no, uh, with no humor. If you're lucky enough to be the cherry pie guy, like cherish that shit and maybe like lighten up and relax and like see the humor and, and, and absurdity of all of it, get blown age gracefully. And, and, and you can just be like, you can show up on one of these, you know, alternative comedy shows or these, you know, the fucking like Eric Andre, Tim and Eric thing and be like, Oh, oh cherry pie. Hell, LOL. Remember it. Yeah. But like, by the dip, you make a buck by the dip, get some, get some rental property and live out your days. It's not a bad life, no, it's a but like if life. You, I mean, it's a great, it's the, it's a better life than, than most people could even fathom. So it's, yeah, I, I, you know, I get it. It's kind maybe it's kind of humiliating. It's a stupid fucking kitschy song. Maybe you had more to say. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. Lane. What's his name? Lane. Janie Lane. 
Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. Jamie Lane. Janie. I don't know how Janie. I don't know how deep of an artist he was, but uh, he had a nervous breakdown, which I usually associate with delicate, sensitive people. I mean, sure, but but I mean, I'm sure drugs and alcohol probably. No, no, no. He he walked in on his friend fucking no? his or fucking his girlfriend. I mean, that's not a, it's a, that's a bad day. It's a bad day, but stretch. I also think that if you're, look, this, I don't want to sound insensitive. If you, but if you've got big hair and you're wearing fucking tight pants as a dude and you're like fucking about rocking and rolling, if, if your Wikipedia descri- <laughs> described you as a rocker, if, if you walk in and your girlfriend's getting fucked by your friend, I think you're supposed to just take the front. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> like, yeah. like it's, it's yeah. a different lifestyle. I mean, yeah. I mean, that is that is the that is the rocker lifestyle, as I understand it, isn't it? I, my understanding is that Guns N' Roses, when they would fuck each other's girlfriends and shit, they'd be like, "Oh, goddamn, you got that slut? Fuck!" You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like I, I'm not saying this is good or bad. I'm just saying that, like, I thought it was part of the deal. I mean, maybe he's maybe he's a more he, I mean, he was too tender of a soul for 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 the for the cherry pie yeah, lifestyle. That could be. <laughs> I mean, it's it's you know, it, it's certainly tragic. It's that's the, the face down, covered in vomit at the Comfort Inn in Woodland Hills. You know, two point five miles from your actual home <laughs> is not is not how you want to end in life. Uh, but fuck, man. I don't know. I mean, far be it from us to 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 judge uh, the struggles of others. You know, um, could be us. Maybe maybe we'll end up uh, d- dead in a comfort inn. Mm. I would go bigger than comfort inn, especially if I had cherry pie money. But I'd at least I'd at least go for a fucking Marriott. Think <laughs> think about how hard your things have been that you. You know, <laughs> it's been bad. Uh, you know, Cherry Pie. How bad has it been for him? I don't know. Everything about this. You must get a check every time it's on the radio. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Um, or he did. Now his, uh, his uh, son does. Um, let's see. Uh, cherry Pie. Uh, what, what else do we need to know here? Um, he married the girl. He's got a son? Oh, yeah. He married the girl from the video and had a kid. <clears throat> So what are we talking but then, but then, about? But then she left. You know, it happens. It does happen. 
You got to roll with the punches, man. Uh, sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. That, that's what I'm always telling people. Like I got friends that are like, they, they've done really well for themselves and they kill themselves to stay up. And I try to tell them like, hey man, it's not going to, oh, it, it, uh, upward, like infinite growth is, it, over the long, uh, infinite growth over the macro is seemingly possible uh, with technology. And now I'm getting heavy, but uh, like economies in principle can grow forever due to uh, increasing uh, uh, if, if you increase population and advanced technologies in principle, you could continue to just grow economies forever, but that's in the macro. Even that, which is, does not apply to your life is still in the macro in, in day-to-day life. You're going to be up. You're going to be down. That's just what it is. Yeah. And like, if you, if you're, if you're blessed to have a fucking, a, a, ch- a son or a daughter or a, whatever, like, Man, you know what? I mean, we did touch on it last time. There is nothing in life that that people won't take for granted. No, 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 no. I mean, like, how, how is it not like to me? I find it gutting that the richest man in the world is on Twitter acting like an aggrieved fucking dill hole. You have more money than yeah, everyone. money's not everything. Though. Money's not everything. But if you are, if you have that much, and you're th- and you're being like that weird and petty, what hope does anybody have? I mean, that's it. There's just there's this there's a built-in fucking chasm inside us. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Money's not money's not helping you on that. If you're a petty person, you're gonna I think be, it would help. You know, if you're petty, you're petty. Just is what it is. <sighs> Man, that's tragic. Uh, let's see. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that how we leave leave the people off this week? Uh, we got it. We got it. I think we. I think you, we have to end this one on a on a on a happy on a strong note. Uh, I mean, the comfort in thing is very strong. Okay, hold on. Um, Bobby, are there rub maps? Are there rub maps locations from around that around his uh, Woodland Hills? Where does sure. he live? Yeah, yeah, around that Woodland Hills comfort in. Uh, oh, what are the, are there reviews for that comfort in? <laughs> Let's find that. Woodland Hills Comfort Inn. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, it's closed. Oh, it's closed. Damn. Hold on. What, do you think his ghost haunts yeah, it? Yeah, 100%, yes. And every night at 3.33 a.m., you just hear... She's my Jerry <laughs> Uh Hold on. Okay. Oh, okay. Rock and roll roadmap goes there. Uh, <laughs> it goes to where he yeah, died? Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. It's next to a Chick-fil-A. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was next to a Popeye's. No, no. That's where the video was filmed. Oh, right, if right. If you want to go to the place that he died, it's... it's uh, Next to a Chick Fil A, um, across the street from Taft High School, and it is Jesus. When your high school is across the street from an extended stay America and a Comfort Inn, what what is going? Like, why are you on a why are you on a highway? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, what else is it near? Do you think he, Do you think his last meal was Chick Fil A? I mean, a lot of people enjoy Chick Fil A. I've had it once. I found it profoundly overrated. Really? I mean, uh, fast food more is or less under uh, like, overrated than In and Out, which is down the street. In and Out is better. Really? 
Because In and Out by but, by but, any yeah, standard but, is overrated. I mean, people really overrate it. That is true, but it is still good. Chick Fil A to me is mid as fuck. It's like super mid. I couldn't like when I got it, I was like, all right, let's see what the fucking hype is about. And I got it, and I was like, that was fucking mid. Yo, how much do you? Lo- you had a better, better chicken sandwich at Wendy's. Get the fuck out of here. How much do you love people that can't just? I think that I, honestly, I think that there should be no artistic license allowed in life. And what what okay. I mean by that is, Louder Sound did a little thing about uh, Janie Lane, and it said, <clears throat> uh, Janie Lane. Uh, hold on, where is it? He, 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 hold on. Here's how it reads. When he checked into the Woodland Hills, California Comfort Inn in August 2011, he was not alone. He was accompanied by the demons that haunted his life. What? Stop, man. Stop. Just tell me how a fucker died. You know what I mean? And can we stop calling uh, uh, alcoholism a demon? I mean, it is. It's a disease, eh? That's what they tell me. But I, I don't call, uh, you know, I, I don't call the gout a demon. Well, I, the gout does suck. I, listen, all these things suck. I, might, I was thinking today, I think that there happens to be this really bizarre viewpoint on drugs and alcohol where people keep insisting that they are not a moral failing, that the, you, you can be anybody and have an alcohol or drug problem. And I think that you, people protest too much because fucking obviously – Right? Like, does anybody really in their heart believe that a drug addict is like, oh, that's a bad person? Nobody, like, I'm sure someone, yes, I'm confident we can find someone who believes that. But, do, I mean, why, I, I just think that sometimes you, you protest to the point that you start to, people start to go, uh, uh, was I supposed to think that? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I never thought that it was a moral failing that's like some percentage of people get hopelessly hooked on drugs. Well, I guess I I think I think when you do like as someone who has had tendencies, right, with addiction, let's say, uh I think like if you wake up in a comfort inn covered in vomit, you think you feel pretty low about yourself no doubt. and you think like, Oh man, I'm a piece of shit. So like there is this sort of built in like, damn, because I'm on drugs, I must be some kind of like low down fucking like dog shit man. So I think that's probably where that comes but, from. But I just, sure. And I get how somebody who is wrestling with drugs can feel that way. I, I understand all that. I just, I haven't met too many people in my life. I'm sure I have, but I haven't met too many people in my life who think that it means you're a bad person. Most people get fed up with addicts and just say, listen, man, I can't fuck with you anymore. But no, even if you're stealing my shit, I don't think it's, it makes you a bad person, quote unquote. And I don't know too many people that do. I just think it's like a weird thing that we keep repeating that doesn't bear any re- repetition. We don't need it anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I guess people need the positive reinforcement. I don't know. I mean, listen, a lot of times with, with, I mean, not always, I mean, this is the, the weird thing. I think like with addiction, like what's that, what's that like soy face graph where it's like, you have like the, the sub 100 IQ guy on one side. Right. And then like 
the curve goes way up and that's in the in the in the up you have like the normal guy and then on the other end you have like the genius right so it's saying that like the oh, moron sure, and the yeah. genius have more in, more in common than the like middling yep. person so i think drugs appeal to someone who's really like behind the fucking eight ball i don't know if i'm using that term correctly but behind the eight in life uh and also someone who's like their brain is operating at such a high level that they like they use drugs to kind of like tamp it down right um where was i going with this uh cherry pie guy he's my <laughs> cherry pie it's so fucking crazy that they, this all these articles I'm glancing over are talking about how he endured the brutal ribbing of like they just talk about how he okay so he became like a fucking joke because he became bloated he had this one hit that he was associated with uh, listen man I'm worth millions on a fucking what amounts to a novelty song. If I want to get fat, I'm gonna get fucking fat. Fuck you. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess he he came to resent the song, which it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say about that exactly. I mean, I can I can understand it. Well, listen, hair metal is like it's god awful. It's it's just it's it's shite music. So like. It's embarrassing right off the top. Now the song Cherry Pie is like extra embarrassing. Um so the fact that you became the the brunt of jokes, I get it. That sucks. But also you got paid. So who cares? Can we Yep, yeah, right. I mean, well, unless you see yourself as an artist and then it's painful, but like why were you dressing like a fucking clown and doing this bullshit ass type of music if you saw yourself as an artist? Uh, listen, uh, do you, do you know this phenomenon? I'm sure you've seen this many times in your life. Somebody passes and someone who knew them is desperate to manufacture an anecdote, but they most people don't provide you usable anecdotes in life. I've got friends that I've had for 20 fucking years who are good, good friends. I couldn't reach to an anecdote if I had to speak at their funeral. I would just say I was a really great guy. It's, you know, he touched me. But like... <laughs> Here's this is probably the most pathetic anecdote I've ever seen in my life. This is the guy from the same article trying to, I guess, prove that he knows or that he knew Janie Lane. Sadly, he may have taken yeah. such malice to heart, referring to jokes about his looks. Possibly in an effort to diffuse such scrutiny, he agreed to appear on VH1's reality series, Reality Fit Club, and successfully completed the fitness regimen. Shortly after the show, I noted the irony when we found ourselves at the same table at the Rainbow Room Bar and Grill on a busy Saturday night, and I suggested ordering one of the f- one of their famously decadent pizzas to the disinterest of our mutual friends. It was only Janie who said, "I'll split a pizza with you." That's not an anecdote. It's not the beginning of an yeah, anecdote. No. It's not. The, it's. It, it's. It, I feel like I just endured the most boring fucking, and I'm sorry for putting our listeners through it. Uh, the, the most boring fucking non story where you could have just said, I knew the man. Uh, he had a, a appetite for life, but seemed to be sensitive about the things people said about him. I, this is not a worthwhile. I'll split a pizza with you. Not a good story, man. Would you say it at his funeral? No. I mean, if it was all I had and I had to say something, I guess so. <laughs> really? I'll split a pizza with you? That's enough? 
I mean, if listen, if they were like, we hey, we want you to say a few words about Jane. You, you can can you can you go up there and uh, do like a, you know two minutes or so? I'd be like, uh, the only thing I got is the story about we this time I got pizza with them, and they're like, yeah, that works. You do that. I guess if that's what people want to hear. Refuse. It's bad because like you know if you an anecdote is supposed to like a, a funeral anecdote should say something like that speaks to the person's character, I guess, you know, as like a good person or whatever that we're all going to miss. And it's like, if the best you could come up with was him going, yeah, I'll split a pizza. <laughs> like, that doesn't, I honestly, it doesn't I'll speak to anything. You, I would not remember somebody saying, I'll split a pizza with you. I, I would, that would never, no. I would, ne- and it could be anybody. If, if, uh, it's Kevin Spacey, uh, said, I'll split a pizza with you. I probably would not remember that incident. What if it was? Uh, what if it was Gene Hackman? Oh, Gene! I, I would just revel in the way he delivers the lines. <laughs> I'll I'll split a pizza with you. Yo, is that a good? To our know, listeners, I've said this publicly before, and I mean it. I might make shirts for Gene Hackman when he passes. He's a, a genuinely old guy now. He's got to be ninety, I think. Um, watch uh, Mississippi Burning. And watch uh, The French Connection 2, which is not a good movie. Not a great movie. It's a good movie. It's not a great movie. But his performance in it is unreal. It's beautiful, Eric. You'll stop. You'll stop what you're doing. You'll be like, oh, my God. (laughs) Holy shit. This is what. And you'll think about all the acting that you've seen that isn't that. And you'll go, Jesus Christ, why do any of these people get fucking paid when Gene Hackman could perform all the roles? Is it as good as Anthony Hopkins in The Edge? Uh, yes, it is. It's better. Although I do love Anthony Hopkins in The Edge. Okay. Okay. Um, is it as good as uh, as fuck? Who is that? Um, I always forget this fucking ninety-two. Gene like Hackman. Fourteen days ago, he delights movie fans with a very rare new photo. <laughs> How's he looking? Like fucking hell. <laughs> He's ninety two. You get yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, oh, is it as good? Have you seen The Exorcist three? Uh, <laughs> so I never get through The Exorcist three. I know that this is like a big movie to a lot of people. For our listeners that are like three, so two was considered an absolute fiasco and a bad movie on uh, on every level. Three, I think they gave it to Beatty. Right? They gave it to. Um, Blatty. Blatty, pardon me. Yeah, Blatty. Um, they, they just let the writer direct it. Is that correct? William Blatty, is that yeah. right? Um, yeah. So uh, the result is this film that pretty much everybody says has the strongest performances uh, in the series and is a genuinely scary movie. Uh, I Well, yeah, but you're that guy that's like, I'm not scared of anything. I'm a big, tough man. But th- but oh, yeah. the rest of us find things scary. Um, yeah, you pussy. So let's see, Blatty. It stars George C. Scott, and there's a scene at the end between him and Brad Dourif that's like some of the best acting I've ever seen. So I'm saying they just let, but I, it's just remarkable that they just let the dude direct the shit. They're like, yeah, 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 you're smart. You're it's smart cool. enough. Well, I guess the sequel was such a tank that they fucking that they were like, uh, I mean, it tanked so hard that they were like, eh, you know, I guess see what you can do with this. And one. if you really, also, want I think to it trip, had a pretty low budget. If you really want to trip out, 
Go watch the budget was eleven million. That is not a lot. Go of money. watch the ninth configuration, which is uh, in the same universe as The Exorcist, but has nothing to do with it, and is written and directed by Blatty, and is super strange. It's it, everybody go watch the ninth configuration. It's fun and it is uh, weird. And, uh, it's like about like, uh, like, I think it's like a mental asylum. It's anyway. Um, yeah, the original name for it was twinkle, twinkle, killer cane. It's a terrible fucking name. That's a really bad name. Yeah. I, I highly recommend exorcist three. If I, I wish I could hang out with George C. George C. Scott, but I think it's just because he looks like my grandpa. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, RIP to the both of them. He was also, George C. Scott was also in what I think is the superior, the, the most superior version of, uh, of, uh, what you call it? Uh, the Christmas Carol. Mm. Muppet. Yeah. <laughs> the, no, not the Muppet one. The George C. Scott Christmas Carol is, is, is to me, that's the, that's the best one. Well, I'm going to see if, uh, died at 71. That's pretty young. Let's see if we can find any evidence that, uh, that Janie Lane got a hand job at this uh the spot. Um let's see. It's closed at the moment, but that's because it's uh it's eleven o'clock where you are. Um okay, some regulars at at this uh, particular hand job establishment in Woodland Hills include loved long time seventy-five, limed <laughs> live stream Jose, um Desert Dog, uh not as big and Fido the cat. Mm. So apparently I won't put their name out there, but this, this particular establishment has nothing less than four stars. Everybody likes this place. Um, and let's see if this could be Namco 23 could be from Janie lane. When you come here, you have to ask for Lulu. She has really pretty eyes and some great hand cup tits today. Something extra. I haven't, <clears throat> Done before from previous trips. Lulu gives an okay massage, but when it comes to the flip, some fun stuff can happen. And it's always something new with her. She starts with a nice nice HJ and some soft caressing. She then asks if she can pull her pants down. I say yes. Next thing you know, she is in a 69 over me. I'm fingering her, and she is stroking with a nice flow. I am. I finished extremely happy. I have to recommend this place. It certainly beats dying of acute alcohol poisoning at the nearby Comfort Inn. That could be him. It could be very easily. Oh man, you know the, the you know they you know Warrant still plays. Oh, fuck. They put out an album in 2017. Oh. Fuck. Man, they just kept trying. Uh, or do you think he posted under the name Slabber Jab? Because <laughs> he says, I'll Could give the him. woman some credit. I walked in on her and she seemed like a nice person. Probably just because, oh no, I don't know what this means. Oh, she seems nicer in person. She didn't like his phone call, apparently. Uh, she was welcoming. She was totally hot. She has a nice petite body. She's my cherry pie. Looked so good, yeah. make a grown man cry. This could be him. Slabber jab, could slabber be jab could be uh, Janie Lane. He did. He did. Uh, he did write those lyrics. <laughs> so 
All right, you're going to Vegas. I'm going to walk a dog. Uh, we'll be back, everybody, with uh, uh, some overtime next week. Uh, I will continue to send Eric the uh, daily affirmations. Uh, yeah, they're going to be exclusively my feet. So unfollow if you've got it, you fucking losers. <laughs> No, this is bad. This is bad. This is not a way to make money. Uh, we'll have shirts again soon. Hunt, our boy Hunt is going to print up more shirts. Uh, we'll have more Patreon content. Go to patreon.com. So it's worst possible timeline. We'll do this episode will come out. I don't know, Sunday or Monday. I don't even know when we're supposed to drop these anymore, but expect a bonus episode at some point during the week. I'll be back from Vegas probably Wednesday or something like that. We'll record another one. Uh, at WP Time on, on Twitter, you go there is where we are. Uh, 205-509-9785. You can call and leave a message. Um, oh, people hit me about they can help with um with live streaming. So I'm gonna I'm gonna discuss. We're gonna figure that. We're gonna finally fucking. We've been doing this podcast for fucking like five years. We'll finally figure that out. Twerking Marge. Um, twerking Marge shirts. That'll be a thing soon. Um, and worst possible timeline at gmail.com for all business inquiries. Yes, if you'd like us to host a drive time radio show in Connecticut. Yeah, we'll do it. She's my Catch you next time. cherry pie. Tastes so good. Make it grow. The record was done. The record was called Uncle Tom's Cabin. And Donnie and I called up and said, I don't hear the single. You got to give me a single like Love in an Elevator. I need something like that. So that night I wrote Cherry Pie, sent it to him. He lived with it over the weekend. And all of a sudden, the album's called Cherry Pie. The record's called Cherry Pie. I'm doing Cherry Pie eating contests. The single's Cherry Pie, right? If I'm lying, I'm dying. And my legacy's cherry pie. Everything about me is cherry pie. I'm a cherry pie guy. I could shoot myself in the head for writing that song. It is now 2024. And the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcasts favorite podcast do you enjoy nothing (laughs) so do we why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts